You are listening to the Just Between Us Women podcast, hosted by Leah Brueggemann and Katherine Johnson. We are bringing you conversations about topics you might feel strongly about, but are too afraid to begin. How we navigate entrepreneurship as a wife and a mom without losing ourselves in either identity. We want to open the conversation and how we continue to grow in our faith while pursuing our passions. How strong communities of women help us to grow personally and ways to foster them. And taboo subjects no one wants to bring up don't need to be a business owner, a wife, or a mom to come join us. All you have to have is this desire for discussions that scratch deeper than the surface. Hi, ladies. So last episode, we talked about birthing and labor and all of that. So we thought we might as well just continue on the train of like motherhood. Um, But we're also going to bring in our entrepreneur lives as well. So in this episode, we want to talk about like being wives, moms, and entrepreneurs, and how the heck do we juggle everything? Is there a balance in how we juggle everything or like what our days look like? Um, Disclaimer, it's, it's, our days look crazy. My days look crazy. (laughs) Yeah. They're not perfect. They're not, every day is not the same at all. Um, So yeah, we just kind of want to bring you guys into like a day in the life of Catherine and a day in the life of Leah. (laughs) Yeah. And this is not in any way to be like, this is how you should structure your days because I have no idea how to structure my day. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I do, but um, it's more so like for me, I don't know. Something that I think is really powerful is permission. And so many of us are just looking for permission to do like permission to start our side hustle, permission to like try something new, permission to get out of our comfort zone. It's like we're waiting for someone to give us permission and no one's going to give you permission, but you have to give yourself permission. But where I was going with that is, um, when I started my business, um, I didn't know a ton (laughs) about business, which kind of worked in my favor. Um, because I didn't know, like, and I didn't have anything to compare myself to. And I think comparison is definitely the thief of joy. Um, but I mean, just for example, like I started out with group programs in my business and I found out that actually, you know, after I'd been doing that successfully, most people start out with one-on-one coaching and then they go to group programs. And after I'd been doing it for a while, it's like, oh, really? That's what people do. Well, this worked. (laughs) We'll roll with it. And, um, as I talked to other business owners and stuff, it was so helpful to just like see what they had done and for them to even be like, oh, you did that and it works. Okay. Maybe I'll try it. And it's that permission, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes just hearing about other people's schedules and honestly, just what their day-to-day looks like sometimes give you, gives you permission to just be like, oh, well, like we're not weird. Like it's totally normal to have, you know, whatever type of schedule. So I think in that way, it's just helpful to hear other stories, to know that like everybody's different and that's okay. I love that. It's so true. That's so funny. Um, talking about how you didn't know, like anything starting out. That is so me. I was like, Oh, I'm going to start my business. And then you're like, I don't know how to do that. So I guess I'll just (laughs) wing it and figure it out. But there is something like, like you said, there is something that actually kind of worked to my favor as well, because of like 
then you're not playing the comparison game. Like, yeah, you're not comparing your day one to someone else's day a thousand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's super helpful to not like, be like, oh my gosh, I should be where this person's at. Um, but then later down, like now I'm at the point where I have hired a business coach now, and I'm so glad that I did. We just finished up our, my coaching with him. And like, I'm glad that I, I, I did that because now that's helped me out a lot. But I think in the beginning, it was almost helpful in a way to not have like, to almost not know what the heck I was doing just so I did just take the plunge and I did a lot of the groundwork on my own, which I think was super helpful actually. Yeah. And I think, I think we should talk about business coaches maybe in another episode. Cause yes. I have a lot to say <laughs> about them <laughs> yes. or just coaches in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was very much me and I'm very much a person that is, I like to worry about bridges before I've even gotten to crossing them <laughs> like mm-hmm. the the fifth or the 10th bridge just for an example I think this will also just give you a good laugh is before I got married one of my biggest fears <laughs> was meal planning like oh my just gosh meal planning I and I'm not kidding like I would literally be thinking about like being married and making food and having a husband And I would legit just get anxiety about how do you decide what to make? And like, how do you get this rotation in? And, and, you know, it's the dumbest thing now, like looking back, but to me, very real fear. And it's because you see all these people with these perfectly curated meal plans. And I know what we're having for the next five months. And we have rotated all these blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I just go let's have chicken for dinner. What should we put with it? Mm -hmm. And so I thought that I was going to have to change everything getting married. And you really didn't. I just had two people to decide what to make for dinner. Um, So it was a much smoother transition. But the reason why I said that is I feel like that's what we do with kids and our schedules is like, oh, so-and-so on Instagram has this beautiful schedule that I saw. And she even has like a daily cleaning schedule and a monthly cleaning schedule. And I should have to follow that. And like, even thinking about that gives me anxiety. And so I just like, what works for somebody else may not work for you. And I think that that's so important because even when I was talking about schedules, um, I feel like my schedule just goes to the beat of my child right now. Mm-hmm. And someone messaged me and was like, no, everybody's schedule has to go to the beat of my schedule because that's what keeps us like flowing and keeps my sanity. And I'm polar opposites, polar opposites, you know, mm-hmm. and, but that's what works for her. And this is what works for us. And mm-hmm. so I think that you just need to find what works for you and keeps you going and keeps your sanity. and. I don't know. There's always that thing like, what's that phrase? Keep the schedule and the schedule will keep you. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, And so I always thought that that had to be so rigorous. Like you get up every day at seven and then you eat breakfast and then you start this and everything has to be rigid. But I guess when I say that our schedule goes to Landon, we do have a schedule. It's just very flexible. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more like 
stacked things like, mm-hmm. well, we wake up and then we do these things. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when he goes down for his nap, then we do these things, but it's not very stuck into like, okay, at 9am, you will always find us outside, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it never worked for us. And it just kind of put more pressure. So I think that, yeah, schedule is good and the schedule will keep you, but I think there's a very wide definition of what a schedule is. Yes. And maybe that's just me. No, I, I agree with you. And I like when Seth was probably, I don't know, five ish, five to six months old, I was like, okay, he's old enough now to like get him into the strict schedule. Right. So I tried to like do the whole strict schedule of like, you know, I wake up at this time and then he's going to wake up at this time, but I want to give us enough time in like me waking up from my waking time to his waking time, enough time for myself to like do my whole morning routine. And then he's going to wake up. We're going to have breakfast and yeah, 1030, we're going to go for a walk every day and like just very way too planned out. And I mean, it didn't last because it was just made me even more stressed out and anxious. And I'd be like, Oh my yeah. gosh, it's 10 30. We haven't gotten a walk yet. Oh my gosh. I need to hurry up and get my shiz together to go on a walk. And like every day's different. First of all, like even going for a walk, maybe it's like snowing outside or raining and you can't go for a walk at 10 30. Like, you know, so there's always going to be something, whether it's like the weather or, you know, your kid is teething and is just super clingy. Lee and I were just talking about this before, uh, <laughs> yeah. recording is like, you know, your kids go through seasons of like, they just need, they just want you 24 seven every second of the day. And so that those days are going to look different than days where they're like, I'm fine playing it by myself. So yeah, I yeah. think definitely letting go of just that strict rigidity of a sketch, like having a rigid schedule and then letting go of trying to be like so-and-so who seems to have all their stuff together because you know, for them, that's great if it works, but it's not necessarily going to work for you. And like Mm -hmm. Leah said, you just need to find what works for you. I mean, some people actually a good example is Leah, for example, says that she wakes up when Landon wakes up and that works great for them. And she goes about her day. I, if that, of course there are days that happens for me, if I wake up when Seth wakes up, but I just feel rushed the rest of the day. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't done like not that I need to have like a two hour long morning routine anymore. I've let go of that, but I need at least like 20 minutes of just alone time in the morning to like wake up, say my morning prayers, get a cup of coffee or food or whatever, like before he's awake so that I feel like at least I've had a little bit of time to myself before getting him. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's me personally. Like I just, those Mm -hmm. are my better days. You know, that's what I found. Are there days, like I said, where life happens and he's been awake multiple times in the night because he like was teething. So he ends up in my bed and then we wake up when we wake up. Yes, that happens too. So I think it's just kind of a matter of, for me anyway, just kind of taking the day as it comes. And the only, I would say the only things that I'm pretty strict on are like nap time and bedtime like at night. Mm -hmm. Those are like what I'm super strict on time-wise. Like he takes his nap right after lunch every day. And then he goes to bed at eight every day. Those are like the only things for me that I'm like, those are super strict. But other than that, honestly, we just kind of take the day as it comes. And of course, being an entrepreneur at the same time, you know, you're also going to have like, Oh, I have this phone call scheduled at this time. Like that has to happen. Or I have, you know, a chunk of time set aside where I have nothing else 
no calls planned. So this is time where I need to do like content creation or something. Um, Mm -hmm. so those things, you know, sometimes you are going to also have things like that that come up or appointments that, you know, those are going to be at a certain time and you have to do them at that time, you know? So I don't know, for me, it's just kind of taking each day as it comes and, a lot of days I just figure it out as I go. <laughs> Most days I figure it out as I go. Yeah. Um, there's two people that are coming to mind as I'm like thinking about this um, because I've actually like, I've hired somebody to actually like work with my work schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, not like my personal schedule, but like, um, I don't even know what this would be called. It's not a CEO schedule, but it's kind of like how do you schedule everything in so that everything gets time, but you don't have to do everything every day? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but that's more like looking at your year calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple of people that I'm thinking of. One is she is a time management coach, um, like productivity, I think is what she does. Mm-hmm. And she um, always talks about winning your day and so it starts with um the night before like write your non-negotiables for the day and that would be like you have a call at 3 p.m and like baby goes to bed at 8 p.m or whatever it is Mm -hmm. like those are and everything else can work around that so you work you start with the things that can't be budged and then at the top of the piece of paper or whatever you're doing for scheduling you write one thing that's going to have you win your business day. And like one thing that's going to have you win your personal day. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, I pick really small things, not Mm -hmm. because like, I'm not a big dreamer, but sometimes like life just gets in the way. And so if what I have picked to win my day is really, really small, I know that no matter what happens, it can get done. And so I can still be like, yes, I won my day. Um, so I always do that. I, the win the day that has been really, really helpful. And then the other person that I was thinking of, which I, we should ask her to come on. Her name is Allie and she is a, um, I think she's a homeschool like teacher, like, like she teaches other parents how to homeschool, but she has this wonderful concept called rhythms. And it's very much along that line of like schedules, but flexible And it's like stacking, like everything Mm -hmm. is a rhythm. And so no matter like what happens, like things can get done, but it's very flexible and you can work with like how the kids are feeling at that moment. Like, you know, if they're super energetic, like maybe we should take science class outside or, Mm -hmm. you know, if, you know, just being very adaptive to keep um, that positive learning experience. But I just really like that because I feel like so many times we go through being like, there has to be a perfect balance. I have to spend three hours a day working on my business. I have to spend six hours a day working with my child. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have two hours just to myself. And then we're going to go to bed. And okay, maybe it's not that exact, but I think that we're always striving for that perfect balance schedule. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like, I just think that it's not there. And Maybe I live in my own bubble, but I just don't think that it's there. And then on top of that, I feel like if you're constantly striving for that, you're depriving yourself of so much um, joy Mm -hmm. while going about your daily tasks because you aren't finding the joy in what your schedule or your rhythm is. Mm -hmm. 
I love both of those things. The rhythms I've learned of that concept before, but you, I think were the one who was talking to me about like that productivity hack. Um, and I love that so much. Like I've started to implement that too. And just telling yourself too, that like, I'm going to win my day doing this thing. Like it does something mentally that just makes you feel better about yourself and your day because you're not like, Oh, I did. You're not thinking about, I didn't do all these other things. You know, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. You're thinking of a positive thing, which is so good for Mm -hmm. your mentality of like, no, I got this one thing done. And now I can say I won my day. If I get other things done, cool. But that's, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not what is making me win my day. It's this one or two things, which I love that. That's super helpful. I am a huge fan of sticky notes, like sticky note to do lists (laughs) or like sticky note win of the days. Like I have sticky notes all over my desk right now all the time. I'm like writing things down. Um, and then another thing that also I love to do is actually, I use my, um, just like my timer or stopwatch on my phone. Mm. Um, for me, that's super helpful. If I have like a certain task that has to get done, but I know I have like kind of a time limit because another event is coming up or like, I have to leave and go to appointment at a certain time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to set my timer for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. And I'm going to have focused time. I shut my phone Well, I put it on like, do not disturb so that my timer will still go off, but I won't see any notifications. <laughs> um, and I just put it on, do not disturb, keep my timer on. And then I just, I'm like, all right, focused time. Even if it's just 20 minutes, I'm doing this one task. And it's kind of yeah. amazing to me how much you can get done in like 15, 20 minutes when you're not distracted by other things or thinking about, well, I still have to do this and this and this. Like if you're just focused for even 20 minutes on one task without distractions, like it's amazing how much you can get done. Like I will get things done in 20 minutes that would have taken me before like an hour if I was distracted by other things. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. They, I always say they, as if it's like this figment, like teacher hanging over (laughs) our head, but I have always heard that tasks take as long as the time you give them. Mm -hmm. So if you give yourself two hours, it will take two hours. If you give yourself 20 minutes, it will take 20 minutes. But, Mm -hmm. um, freeing up mental space, which it sounds like you do with those sticky notes has been very helpful for me. Like Mm -hmm. even like really dumb things like I have to text so-and-so or I have to call Mm -hmm. someone. And you think you would remember that, but it's just, it takes up mental space and Mm -hmm. you're, and then I'm worried about forgetting it. So I have the note section of my phone and I will literally write things like text Catherine or Mm -hmm. order roller balls. That's like on my to-do list right now. That's why it's in my head. (laughs) Um, Little things like that, or fill out that form on the table or remind so-and-so literally I will put the littlest things on my to-do list because it's out of my brain. And then I don't have to worry about forgetting it because I will check it at the end of the day to make Mm -hmm. sure I filled out my notes. Um, and then I don't know. It's just so mentally freeing because then Mm -hmm. you're not going, remember this, remember this, remember this. Oh yeah. And don't forget that. Mm -hmm. And then you spend so much time trying not to forget things that like you don't get anything mentally done. So yes. Oh my gosh. Also, can we just talk about that? Mom brain is a real, real thing. So like writing everything down, whether it's on sticky notes or in the notes on my phone, because my notes on my phone are the same. Like I write everything down has been a game changer for me because my mom always used to talk about mom brain and well, all you kids have made me like lose brain cells and we just laugh at her. But now that I've had a child and I only have one right now, 
like, it's a real thing. Cause I, it's crazy to me. I will forget things so easily. Like my husband will text me something like, can you pick up something from the store? Or I don't know, can you make an appointment for an oil change on my car or something? And I will like forget it 10 minutes later if I don't immediately like write it down somewhere or immediately mm-hmm. do the thing that he asked me to do. Like, it's kind of crazy to me. I did not used to be that way, but I'm that way now. <laughs> and yeah, it has helped so much to just, yeah, free up mental space, like you said. And yeah, the notes on my phone are like my best friend. I write everything. Also, if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Android, but they have like the reminders on your mm-hmm. phone. So you can it. just ask Siri to remind you about something and mm-hmm. she'll like remind, you can even put a time on it, like remind me at this time to do whatever. And she'll like tell you at that time or do whatever it was you needed to do. So that's also really helpful for me. Yeah. I love the reminders. I honestly, anything that's like less stressful for you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess the moral of this is that like, there's no there's no schedule. I don't yeah. know. If you want a snapshot in my day, just for kicks and giggles. Yeah. Um, my season of life has changed a little bit. Landon actually sleeps through the night. So Class. imagine that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's only, it only took him 14 months. Um, but uh, so I can get up a little bit earlier than him, but honestly, we're still working on like repairing all those HPA access. <laughs> I need lots of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I get up at about seven and sometimes Landon hears my alarm, I think, and he thinks he's going to get up at seven mm-hmm. and I go in there and I give him, um, his bottle and I go, no, you're not getting up at seven. <laughs> He typically gets up at 7.30. So I was mm-hmm. like, you always get up at 7.30. Just because I'm getting up at 7 now doesn't mean that you get, you need to get up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes he'll just like stay in there and talk and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I typically will get up and um, I get partly ready for my day. As in like, I just like do dry brushing. I get dressed, I drink lemon water. And that's typically when I will do journaling and, um, my morning prayers, my spiritual reading. And then sometimes, um, I also like to do like a personal development book as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just get two pages done, but you know, I'm still making progress. Mm -hmm. Um, I think back to pre Landon days when I would have like an hour long morning routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have to laugh. I mean, sometimes he sleeps till eight, but not very often. Right. Um, so we do that. And then Landon gets up and we get ready together, like brush teeth, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. And we eat. Um, and then pretty much, I mean, I check in with clients. I get on Voxer and I answer any messages and stuff like that. But it's pretty much landing in the morning. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we'll have appointments or things like that, but we just play and I may try and get some work done if he's being like super independent, but Mm -hmm. he's typically not in case anybody is wondering. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that's basically it. And then he goes down for a nap and I make my mushroom coffee and I get some work done. So he only, he only naps for a little bit. So I have about an hour and Mm -hmm. I'll get work done. And then I, we get up and we eat lunch and I typically have calls booked in the afternoon 
and or evening, depending on the day. So it really just depends. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's like trying to keep him entertained during calls. He eats a lot of raisins during that time. <laughs> um, and sometimes we'll do a workout. Like there's literally, I don't have any set time. It's just however the afternoon is flowing. We'll go outside. We'll take a walk. We'll play trucks. We play a lot of trucks. Mm-hmm. Um take walks in the stroller. Like it's really just a free for all. It literally is like Mm -hmm. if I try and have like one cleaning thing for the day, like whether we're doing laundry that day or we're cleaning bathrooms or we're cleaning floors. Like I try to have one cleaning thing done Mm -hmm. for the afternoon. And then around five, we say our rosary, we get ready for dinner. We eat, he gets ready for bed. He goes to bed and that's when I get the majority of my stuff done. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's when I will, if my husband works a twilight shift for some work, we're in that lovely stage of work, grad school, work, grad school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so he works the twilight shift some days, so we don't see him, but typically I get to eat dinner actually by myself, which is kind of nice because then I get to actually eat my food. (laughs) Instead of having to share it. Yes. Um, And then I work. So that's when I have a lot of my calls scheduled. That's also when I will do like planning and stuff like that. Um, Something though, and I will turn off work at 930, whether, unless I'm in like a launch phase. So like if, I don't know, if we don't have business owners on here, like launching is like when you're like promoting something. So it's like very much a push part of your business. Mm -hmm. Um, then I, I probably don't sign off at nine 30, but I try to. Um, and that's when I get the majority of my stuff done, you know, like I I do odds and ends, like answering messages, checking in with clients, but it's really hard. You can't, at least I personally can't focus on like writing anything or overseeing something if I also have Landon. Even if he's being mm-hmm. good, it's just that like part of your brain is not there. It's mm-hmm. on Landon. So um, I do it mostly in the evening. But something I struggle with, and I just want to say this because I struggle with it, and I know I'm not the only one that needs to hear this, is that it's okay to ask for help. Like mm-hmm. um, I just feel like so many times – you feel like if you're going to take on something else besides raising your kids, then how dare you ask for help? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like your, your kids like also need you to be invigorated and happy and ready to go. And so if you're, um, whatever you're doing outside of that, your hobby or whatever, if you want to just take like four hours a week or whatever it is, like you need that invigoration. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, except for the fact that it's okay to ask for help. And, Mm -hmm. um, I really struggle with that personally. Like I probably would rather be crying under the steps and ask somebody to watch Landon for me. And that's the legit truth. Like I rarely, rarely will be like, Hey, can you watch Landon? So I can get some work done. Even though I've had multiple people offer, I just Mm -hmm. don't do it. But one thing that I've gotten better about is every week I go to my in-laws to teach piano. 
And so I teach piano to all of my um, uh, little siblings, in-laws, sibling in-laws. I don't know. <laughs> little siblings. I don't know. So I teach piano and then Landon will hang out with his aunts and uncles for about an hour and a half. And I go in the back room and I get work done. And that's when I get anything that needs like full focus, like needs an hour of undistracted, mm-hmm. concentrated time. And honestly, that hour and a half, I get so much done. Mm-hmm. And it is like amazing. And it's not even that much time per week. And so I don't know. I just think that's just because you are a stay at home mom doesn't mean that you can't like ask for help. I don't know. Do you get that impression that like, just because you're a stay at home mom, people are like, you should never like have somebody come over to help you babysit or like anything. I, I get both honestly. Like there are definitely people who think that way. Honestly. Okay. I actually, I think it's more pressure that moms put on themselves versus outside people saying that to them. Actually, that's true. I think it's usually people. Yeah. The mom themselves in their own head is thinking like, I have to be, I have to do everything because I'm the mom and I'm the wife. Like I should Mm -hmm. be the one doing everything. I'm not supposed to ask for help. I need, I need to be doing absolutely everything all the time. And if I'm asking for help, that means I'm not doing my duty as a wife and mom. So I think it's a mental, like an internal mental block or limit rather in the mom versus being told that by someone. I think it's very, I have not come across someone who has said that to me or said that to anyone I know. I think it's just internally, we think that way for some reason. Um, Cause like my mom and my mother-in-law are like huge advocators of asking for help. Like my, they are, and they're really great about offering too. Like they're before I even got married, they were like, obviously, you know, hopefully God willing, you know, you will have children later on. And they were like, we are here for you. We want you to ask for help. Um, it's so important to get help. And even like, even if you're a stay at home mom, not working, it's okay to ask for help. Like Mm -hmm. there's that saying, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And that's because back in the day, like there was such a sense of community like neighbor helping neighbor, you could drop the kids off to your yeah neighbor a few blocks down if you really needed to run out and grab something or I don't know. There's there was just such a more such a like community was so much more real back then. I don't know. Like I mean yeah I don't know. I think that we've just lost that sense of community and that sense of it's okay to ask for help because back in the day like that was normal. Also mm-hmm. like in Europe to have an au pair or a nanny is like so normal. Like mm-hmm. every mom pretty much will get help at some point. It might not necessarily be living, but they get either like a housekeeper, a nanny, um, mm-hmm. you know, at least a, like once or twice a week or something like that's very, very normal. And in America, I think we just have a very like progressive, um, we have to be doing everything and busy all the time attitude that Mm -hmm. we have lost a lot of that sense of like, it's okay to relax and it's okay Mm -hmm. to like get help from other people. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think it's more internal. Um, so like Leah mentioned in the beginning, like the whole permission thing, give yourself permission to ask for help. No one's, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe people will give that to you too. You know, if you ask, I'm sure people are like, oh my gosh, I'll take, I'll take Landon for you, or I'll take your kid for you, or, 
you know, if you, if you need me to go grab groceries for you and I'll, I'll do it, you know, like there's a lot of, there are people out there more often than not than I think that are so willing to help. Um, so yeah, if you just give yourself the permission to ask. Yeah. And even just tapping into, if you have family in the area, like you said, my mother-in-law always offers and Mm -hmm. like Landon has so much fun there, Mm -hmm. but I always, I always have that like sense of like, um, you feel so guilty of being like, I'm asking (laughs) for somebody's help to watch my child. (laughs) Um, but honestly, he's probably, he's so happy there. He gets to play Mm -hmm. with all his aunts and uncles. Um, so I just, I think it's important though, to remember that no matter what somebody gives the impression of, or makes them think like you literally cannot do it all without getting burnt out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody does it all. Um, no, there is actually, um, um, I think her name is Rachel Peterson. Do you follow her on social media? No, she is just such a ray of sunshine because she's so realistic. I mean, she runs a multi-million dollar business, multi-million. And um, she cracks me up because somebody was like, well, how do you do it all? And she's like, I hire people. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, my mother-in-law helps with watching the kids. And because she's in the financial position to do it, she's like, she literally gets paid as a nanny. Like she has a dream (laughs) job and she gets to hang out with her grandkids, you know? And so, I mean, not that everybody's in this situation to just go hire everybody, but Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so refreshing to not have somebody be like, I run a multimillion dollar business and I cook and clean all these dishes and I make all of these meals and Mm -hmm. I homeschool my kids and I do this and I do that. Like it's, you just feel like you can just check mark boxes going. You're like, wow, I'm less and less and less and less because I couldn't imagine doing all of that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't, in case anyone was wondering, I don't do all of that. Like yep. I get help. And it was just very refreshing because I think so many times we, like you said, put pressure on ourselves to do everything, mm-hmm. but from the outside, that's kind of what we see from other people. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's very helpful I don't know. I find it helpful when I see people be like, no, I got help for that. I'm like, hallelujah. So did I. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. And like you said, like not everyone's not gonna be able to necessarily hire all these people, but I mean, I'm, there are people who will, I'm sure who will help you for free too. Or like my neighbor and I, for example, like I went over to help her watch her kids really quick while she had to go to a dentist appointment. And like, she's not able to like pay me something, which is totally fine. So she was like, you know, I will make you a, my, a loaf of my homemade sourdough bread, or I will, you know, I don't know, we'll get together and have coffee, like my treat or something like that. Like there, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's ways, like, you don't necessarily have to hire someone like, Nope. You can, you know, you can find ways to make it work. Or again, if you have family in the area or really close friends, like tap into that because, I'm sure they're more than willing and happy to watch your kids because a lot of people, like for instance, my mother-in-law and my mom, like, of course their grandma, of course they love seeing their grandkid. Mm-hmm. So like, they're more than happy and more than willing to watch him. Um, cause yeah, I mean, even I will sometimes be like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're always watching him. Not that they're, you know, literally yeah. always watching him, but you know, um, I don't want you to feel like, you know, I'm like, 
pulling you or asking you all the time. So it's like, just let me know, you know, if it's too much or you don't feel like watching them this day or whatever, but they are always more than willing to watch them. And they're always like, are you kidding me? I, I would love to watch him. Like it's my pleasure to watch him, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even yeah, tapping into like, like you said, trading, I think it's so yeah. like, even for date nights, like, Hey, we'll watch your kids go yeah. on a date night. Like you can watch our kids a different day and we'll yeah. go on a date night. Like yep. it doesn't necessarily always, it doesn't have to be money at all. It can just be tapping into that community, which like you said, we seem to have lost. Sadly, but my goal is to make it a comeback. I mean, I'm very blessed that I do have family very close. If I didn't have family mm-hmm. super close, I, it would be a lot more difficult, but yep. even yeah, in your community that you're in, like I said, like a few of my neighbors, even just because I was, I'm, I'm an outgoing person, but all my life, I haven't really been that person to be like, Oh, let's meet the neighbor, like make an effort to go meet the neighbor, you know? Yeah. But moving to like where we live now I did. And my neighbors are all like this, our street is actually a busy street, but it's like one of the safest because everyone is looking out for everyone. Like Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of kids on my street, but everyone's looking out for everyone. Everyone's like keeping tabs on what's going on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think like I said, more people than not are more, are willing to help you. If you just mm-hmm. like ask or just like put it out there that you could do a trade or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's helped me a lot. That's what keeps me sane. Honestly. I mean, I'm like you where I get the, like the majority of my work done in the evenings after Seth goes to bed. Yeah. Um, or now he's takes one nap a day right after lunch, like I said. So sometimes I can get a good chunk of something done then. Um, but it's, again, it's usually when he's sleeping, when Seth is sleeping, that's when I get like actual work done. (laughs) Um, and so sometimes though, if I have like a bunch of calls scheduled and I'm able to utilize like um, my mother-in-law or my mom, like I totally do because I just have that like focused attention, um, on my calls, which is great. So my mornings also are very much like pretty chill, pretty much like whatever Seth wants to do, we'll do it. Like we'll go outside or read books. We read a lot of books and we also play with a lot of trucks and his being lately is dinosaurs. So um, we're constantly growling around here now because <laughs> he loves dinosaurs, <laughs> which is really funny. He growls at everything now. Cause he went, he's a dinosaur. It's quite funny. So oh, little boys. Fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. We would love to hear from everyone. Like if you have a rigid schedule or if you just kind of go with the flow, or if you have like your own productivity hacks that you want to share with us, maybe you think we're crazy and we need to like have a better day schedule. (laughs) That's fine. You can share your tips with us. (laughs) Yeah. We would love to hear. Thank you for listening to the Just Between Us Women podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Just Between Us Women podcast, and we absolutely would love to hear from you. If you found this episode helpful, share it with a friend and be sure to share it to your Instagram story and tag us so we can see. You can expect episodes every Tuesday.